As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. The C.S. Lewis Podcast with Alistair McGrath. Welcome back to the show that brings you the thought and theology of C.S. Lewis. I'm Ruth Jackson, and before we hear from our guest today, just a quick reminder to check out our website, where you can find lots of great articles and podcasts, as well as more C.S. Lewis content. Visit premierunbelievable.com. Do you want to understand how science and faith complement each other? Do you want to know how to speak truth in a sceptical culture? Do you want to learn these lessons from one of the most celebrated Christian thinkers of our time? We have just launched a brand new online apologetics course, Science, Faith and the Evidence for God with John Lennox. It includes nearly four hours of video material with John Lennox, Emeritus Professor of Mathematics and Philosophy of Science at Oxford University. The course is led by Justin Briley of Premier Unbelievable and it includes questions and assignments to help ground your learning. To celebrate the launch of this course, we're extending a 30% discount until the new year. The offer ends on Wednesday the 4th of January, so enrol now at premierunbelievable.com slash Lennox and learn how to make sense of science, faith and the evidence for God. But we've also got something else exciting for you. We are very pleased to be hosting Tim Keller for our next Unbelievable Live event on Tuesday the 13th of December. Dubbed New York's Pastor to Skeptics, Tim Keller is a renowned speaker, author and former pastor of Redeemed Presbyterian Church, New York. Having written and spoken frequently on the problem of pain, Tim has faced his own journey with suffering since being diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer in 2020. Tim will share some of the lessons that he's learned over the past two years, as well as giving his thoughts on the direction of US church and culture. Join Tim Keller, Justin Briley and me in a live show on Tuesday the 13th of December, where you'll also be able to ask your questions. It's free to attend online from anywhere in the world. Register at Unbelievable. Live. But now for today's show. As we're approaching Christmas, I thought it would be nice to do something a little bit different from normal. Next week, we'll be hearing from Professor Alistair McGrath about what Christmas meant to C.S. Lewis. But this week, I wanted to feature someone whose life was completely transformed by C.S. Lewis. Terry Ann Kavanagh is training to be a vicar in the Church of England, but she hadn't always been convinced about the truth of the Christian faith. It was through hearing a quote from C.S. Lewis that she began to explore Christianity. Terri-Anne, before we dive into the impact that C.S. Lewis has had on your life, would you just say a little bit about who you are? Sure. Um, So I am a South African originally. I um, am a mum of two children. Um, I'm married and I am an ordinant. I'm training um, for ordained ministry in the Church of England. 
yeah, so that's a little bit about who I am and what I'm doing at the moment. And what was your first encounter with C.S. Lewis? How old were you when you first encountered Lewis? I don't know exactly. I was always, it was more his fiction than I knew growing up. So The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, I can remember that from school, but wasn't really aware of the sort of theological content, I guess, until I was at law school and did an alpha course that was 2000, yeah, 2000, 2001. We'll hear a little bit more about what happened at the ALF course and how you encountered Lewis at that point. But did you grow up as a Christian? I mean, what was your kind of background with God as a child? Yeah, so I grew up in a nominally Christian household. I probably, up until my sort of early teens, sort of thought everyone was a Christian. Um, But it was through a friend of mine growing up who... I guess more charismatic had a personal relationship with God and it was through them that I sort of realized that that there was something more relational about God um, that excited me but didn't really have the language for it at that point Um, and um, while we went to church occasionally um, as a family it it wasn't sort of central to sort of home life growing up. So what changed? Because you're training to be a vicar in the Church of England, presumably you don't feel like that now. (laughs) Yes, not at all. Yeah, so family growing up with me had a huge, that I grew up with, had a huge um, impact on my faith. And I sort of feel like I was always aware of God's presence in my life. But that's something that I would look back over my life and say, I left South Africa in my teens and moved um, to Eastern Europe. I was in an sort of international school and it was at that point that I discovered that atheists exist. Nearly everyone was at school would, would either call themselves an agnostic or an, an atheist and I didn't even know that there was an option um, initially. And um, that left me sort of quite unsettled um, but didn't really find my way I guess, back to the Lord until um, I was at law school and I did um, an alpha course and it was on that course that I heard a C.S. Lewis quote and he was quoted as saying that Christianity, if false, is of no importance and if true, of infinite importance and the only thing it cannot be is moderately important And that quote, it just sort of stopped me in my tracks, made me really assess what the gospel is, what the Bible says about who God is, who Jesus is. And in doing that, in thinking through all of that for myself, it made complete sense to me that I couldn't be, I couldn't be lukewarm about this. It was that I had to surrender all of who I am my whole life to to that gospel message. It became, uh, I realised it was something that we couldn't be nominal about. And that was a huge catalyst, I guess, in, in my faith, made huge changes in my life as a result of it. So do you think up until that point, you had considered it just moderately important? Yes, I 
it was probably different different seasons, but I can remember a time I was really fearful of God as a as a young child. You know, just thought that he was a very serious man with um, with rules that I needed to follow, and didn't feel that I was ca- capable of living up to all of those rules. That scared me. Um, so, so that you know that was important, but um, but it it did seem that it was just something people did rather than and up until that point something that changed my life. I'm just going to read that quote again, Terry Ann. So this is from Christian Apologetics, which is a talk that Lewis gave to clergy and youth workers in Wales back in 1945. One must keep on pointing out that Christianity is a statement which, if false, is of no importance, and if true, is of infinite importance. The one thing it cannot be is moderately important. I mean, you've touched on this already, but what what was it specifically about this quote that really resonated with you and, as you say, changed your life? I started to connect the dots with my humanity, with my need for saviour, and I think that started a, a work in me that is God, where I got to a point where I knew how loved I was. That didn't happen in that moment, but that was a catalyst to really understanding how much I needed Jesus, but also how loved I was. And that was something that I think I, I had missed up until that point as well. And I suppose, what what relevance do you think that quote has today? Because there must be a whole ton of people who would fall into that category that Lewis is talking about there of of believing that Christianity is just sort of moderately important. So what would you say, how would you say that quote, you know, written many, many years ago, is it still relevant today? And if so, how? Well, it was just, just the other day I heard someone say that they dip in and out of church because they like the moral foundation. Mm. And I think it is more than a moral foundation. And I think that that's a common, you know, that is a common view. And But to understand that we are, that we are created by God, that we are loved by him, that all the mess and the craziness of life, he is capable of redeeming in beautiful ways that is so significant and yeah I just it can no longer be moderate important it is life-changing to know that you are loved by almighty God and if you believe in if you believe that there is a God you need to explore it because it cannot that is you know that is so core to who we are and everything about us but um that i yeah i don't i don't think it can not be the most important thing can't be moderately important as lewis says one of the things that i love about lewis is in his testimony surprised by joy he talks about sort of kneeling and being the most reluctant convert and that he didn't come to it because he kind of wanted it to be true he 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 became a Christian because because it was true, because he felt compelled by the truth. Um, how did you, this might be really nebulous and very hard to define, but how did you know 
that actually the gospel was true? Was there something for you where it just clicked and you thought, yes, this is true and I know it to be true? I think I sort of alluded to this at the beginning, but I think an experience of recognising that God had been at work in my life and not only did I believe intellectually that there was truth to the Bible through things like the Alpha Course and and reading, but actually seeing that he had been revealing himself to me through different points in my life. And it was actually read Philippians where Paul writes about carrying it through to completion, that he who started a work and you will carry it through to completion. I it was actually shortly after I did the Alpha course that I was reading Philippians. And I in read I read that and I could identify God doing that in my life, that he was he was working in my life and had been even before I had said yes to him, he had been working in my life. I could recognize that um, from yeah, just certain points looking back in my life. That felt very personal to to my journey to faith. And to see that in the Bible and then recognize that God was alive in my life and at work in a way that was written about you know, in the first 100 years after his death. That was amazing to me. And uh, the quote that so impacted your life was uh, was part of a talk that Lewis was giving to clergy and youth workers in Wales. And um, And a big part of his talk was not only about sort of knowing the truth for ourselves, but how do we communicate that truth with non-Christians? Obviously, you're training to be a vicar. Not only are you passionate about the truth for yourself, um, you're studying at the moment, but you're really passionate about communicating that with other people. I guess it's one thing for you to say that God has changed your life and you know it to be true personally. But how do you think we communicate that message to those outside of the church who you know, for some people, there's like not even any reference point for God. I think our stories are powerful. I think, you know, the Bible is full of real people with real stories. And God has worked in their life in very real ways. They weren't perfect. They um, didn't have it all together. And I think sharing how God has done that in our lives can have an impact terry as we come to the end of this episode, is there any advice, sort of learning what you've learned along the way, being so transformed by that C.S. Lewis quote, is there any advice that you would go back and give, say, 18-year-old Terry-Ann Kavanagh, um, you know, if you had the opportunity to stand in front of her now, what, what would you say to her? I would say I would encourage myself with how loved I am because I can see how... That was a, not knowing that, not really grasping that, was a barrier to really understanding who God is and to be fully surrendered to that relationship with him. Well, that is an amazing piece of advice. And I feel like that's something that actually crops up a lot in Lewis, for me, particularly in, say, the Narnia Chronicles, where Mm. you sort of see just how much Aslan loves for instance, Edmund, that he lays down his life for him, but that he's sort of consistently there for each of the children in their own way and, and loving them and sort of giving them a second chance and all of that. So terry thank you so much for joining us today and thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for inviting me. 
Thank you for listening to the C.S. Lewis podcast with me, Ruth Jackson. We were hearing there from Terry ann Kavanagh, whose life was completely transformed by C.S. Lewis. Next week, Professor Alistair McGrath will be talking about what Christmas meant to Lewis. But before we go, just a reminder about our brand new online apologetics course, Science, Faith and the Evidence for God with John Lennox. It includes nearly four hours of video material with John Lennox, Emeritus Professor of Mathematics and Philosophy of Science at Oxford University. The course is led by Justin Briley of Premier Unbelievable and it includes questions and assignments to help ground your learning. To celebrate the launch of this course, we're extending a 30% discount until the new year. The offer ends on Wednesday the 4th of January, so enrol now at premierunbelievable.com slash Lennox and learn how to make sense of science, faith and the evidence for God. But we've also got something else exciting for you. We are very pleased to be hosting Tim Keller for our next Unbelievable Live event on Tuesday the 13th of December. Dubbed New York's Pastor to Skeptics, Tim Keller is a renowned speaker, author and former pastor of Redeemed Presbyterian Church, New York. Having written and spoken frequently on the problem of pain, Tim has faced his own journey with suffering since being diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer in 2020. Tim will share some of the lessons that he's learned over the past two years, as well as giving his thoughts on the direction of US church and culture. Join Tim Keller, Justin Briley and me in a live show on Tuesday the 13th of December, where you'll also be able to ask your questions. It's free to attend online from anywhere in the world. Register at unbelievable.live. Thank you for listening and see you next time when we'll be speaking to Professor Alistair McGrath about what Christmas meant to C.S. Lewis. Welcome to Cape and Ray Hall, nestled in the beautiful landscapes between England's national parks. As a Bible school, we offer short-term courses aimed at fostering your spiritual growth and living in a community. Our historic manor house has something for everyone. You can enjoy indoor and outdoor adventures, connect with students from around the world, and learn how to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. Search Cape and Ray England for more information.